the first podcast of Hallway Chatter. We are so excited to be hosting this. We'll try to keep it short and simple. So over the next 30 to 40 minutes, we'll be talking about a range of things. First of all, we would like to thank you all for taking the time to join this podcast exclusively brought to you by the SRC. Today's show is the first of hopefully many, many more to come in the very near future. We are your hosts. My name is Path. My name is Isha. I'm Priya. And I'm Vedant. This topic we'll be discussing today is a very topical one, none other than COVID-19, and more specifically the impacts it has had on students like you and me. Now, I know this is a topic that we've heard a lot about, but what could be more relevant? I'm sure you will find the topics that we'll be discussing are all things that you may have experienced during the last few months. We are going to discuss five main topics related to COVID-19. And we will provide you with our thoughts and some advice that has worked for us. The subtopics of our podcast are going to be how to stay connected in this time of disconnect and social distancing, the biggest changes in our daily lives and how to handle them, a special interview starring Deputy Principal Miss Johnston and how teachers are navigating the changing classroom. And finally, we will have a segment on busting myths and facing facts. So I'll be handing over the mic now to Vidant. Thank you, Path. Sweet. Let's get started. Now, we all know that the most important shield we have in this battle against coronavirus is social distancing. However, one of the most challenging side effects of this solution is the fact that we may be more disconnected than ever. Many of us spent over nine weeks studying from home, and whether it was this social isolation or the 1.5 meter rule, new laws were restricting us from interacting with people. Coronavirus really threw us all a curveball. Instead of the daily catch-up with our gym buddies or our fortnightly dinner with friends, we've had to find ways to connect from a distance. Although we can't be physically near with some of our friends, family and workmates at the moment, it's still important for our own personal well-being to stay socially connected. Feeling lonely is a normal human emotion, but when you feel like this for long periods of time, it isn't just unpleasant, it's actually bad for your health. So this is why it is important to be mindful of staying in touch. Metaphorically, of course. So now we come to the dilemma of how we can actually stay connected in a world where we are separated so harshly from our friends and in some cases, family. It turns out there are actually many ways we do this. Here are our top three tips for staying engaged and connecting with others to stay positive and healthy. So the first tip would be by connecting digitally. While technology has definitely taken its share of causing isolation and loneliness in itself, It can actually help build community and prevent feelings of loneliness while in solitude. The truth is that we all need to be in touch with each other. Human connection is essential for our well-being. And I think it's something that we've really taken for granted. Like in situations where life can cause increased anxiety, such as what we're going through right now. Billions of people already rely on social media websites, such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, to communicate with people around the globe. Of course... At their core, these platforms are an incredible way of communicating with each other, learning and exchanging ideas. And I know many of us can't even imagine life without these tools. But one of the coolest and unique apps I came across during isolation was House Party, a group video calling platform through which you can play fun games with friends. A super creative way to hang out with friends from the comfort of your bedroom or beanbag night at home. Another good tip is to make a call, you know, It's a great way to keep in touch with text messaging, emailing, and using social media. But you should try to limit your use of these platforms 
because they can get addicting and I'm sure we can all agree if you've used any of these apps you've definitely gotten distracted from the work you perhaps should have been doing instead you should try to keep up the personal connection with audio or video calling most social media apps such as WhatsApp and uh, Instagram actually have this feature for free and it's also the closest you can go to talking to a person face to face and you can't go wrong tone and body language which are one of the most primary ways people communicate effectively with each other is lost in text you know the other day i actually saw a video of a dog where a person shouted to their dog i love you in an angry voice and the dog immediately backed away and got scared but when the owner said in a more gentle tone you're the worst dog ever i hate you and you're really rude to everyone you meet The dog is happy and in a sense feels the affection that the human is giving it even though the human is actually scolding the dog. So this just proves that tone and body language is a part of communication which is sometimes even more important than language and words. All the digital possibilities that are available today make a simple phone call seem old school, but sometimes old school does the trick. So I would strongly advise you to make a call with your friends who you perhaps haven't talked to in a long time. maybe they are in a different country or maybe they are sick at home i'm sure it would make their day because in truth no one likes to feel lonely all alone just hearing the voice of another can be enough to raise both of your spirits and and even if a call ends up being a voicemail you've let someone know that you thought about them which is always good medicine the third and final tip is to be present in your family i want everyone to reflect on themselves and think about how much time you usually spent with your family before this pandemic and now think about how much time you spent with your family during the worst parts of this pandemic when we were all prominently studying online and staying at home now think about how much time you spend with your family now chances are that you spend a lot more time with your family now in relation to before the pandemic why is that so nothing changed in the amount of time we had We still have relatively the same amount of work. However, we have changed our priorities in where we spend our time. I'm sure you feel a lot closer to your family because you've spent so much time with them in the last 3 months. For me personally, I've been able to bond with my family a lot more after following these tips and tricks. Be together with each other, even in the house. Instead of being in different rooms, perhaps study together. Share chores and make sure no one is struggling in completing them by themselves. I find that one of the best ways to stay present in the family is by helping out in the kitchen. Perhaps learn a new recipe and prepare dinner for your family or just assist with the veggies. This is something that I've been trying to do myself. And although I do take a little more damage than good sometimes, it feels so good to spend that extra time making memories with the fam. Hosting a Friday movie night can also be a great way to connect. especially keeping in mind that the same time you've spent watching a movie with your family a few months ago you would have spent that time watching youtube by yourself you might be in quarantine and start feeling a little restless but through these little ways you can stay connected with the people who matter most every day with australia's curve slowly showing positive signs of recovery australia is doing relatively well in relation to other countries around the world so even if we are slowly heading towards normal life again The three tips I talked about are a good habit to develop for your future because it allows you to feel more included and connected with your family and friends. So get thinking, you know, 
take considered action and be creative to see how you can help to minimize not only the spread of COVID-19, but its social and psychological effects too. Now passing the mic to Isha, who will tell us a little bit more about the impacts of COVID-19. Thanks. Let's start. As you might already know, the coronavirus has been a worldwide pandemic and has affected everyone, some more than others. <clears throat> Teachers, parents, students, and kids were amongst the most affected groups of people, and I'll be stating both the ups and downs to the effects of the virus. So let's start off with our amazing teachers, who have, by the way, been there for us, our learning, even at the time of the crisis. Starting off, the virus took a major toll on the educational side of our field, which not only affected the students, but also the staff and teachers. Stay tuned, as later on in our podcast, we will be interviewing Ms. Johnstone, where she will talk more about how teachers have dealt with the COVID closure. So let's go on with the kids and students. As we all know, homeschooling is in place. And for some specific household cases, it's been difficult to adapt to online learning due to lack of resources. A prime example can be seen straight through me. I've experienced this multiple times and it is very not nice. Now back to Isha. Enclosure and confinement in your house sometimes leads to physical and psychological problems like depression, anxiety and fear. Throughout this pandemic, we all suffered to learn with online classes as we were limited to resources to work with, like science classes. We didn't have resources, we couldn't do the pracs, we were stuck inside and we had to do theory. Another big issue was a lack of activities to do in the house. I mean, boredom, we were all bored over our heads. To some extent, we almost began doing stupid things and things we definitely would have regretted. But there were things that we did to pass the time, such as going on, as Vedant said, Instagram and TikTok and putting up things that made us feel good about ourselves. Another thing which I'm sure you guys will all agree with is altering daily routines. Like, I mean, all of you guys would have to wake up early according to your time schedule and your bus timings and train timings according to how you would get to school. But I mean, after all this that has happened, you guys would all be just stuck inside the house and it would have been, it would have taken a big toll on your daily routines. Not only that, senior kids with work outside school, like part-time jobs and everything, have had a terrible effect. Even though we weren't given work straight in our hands, we still had a lot of workload on online. I mean, did you see the stack of worksheets on Google Classrooms and stuff? Yes, I did. It was so hard to manage and just to get on top of it, I had to work hours upon hours. But I guess even though it had a downside, there were some ups to this. I mean, you had your own self-learning environment where you could sit in your own room, listen to music, sit in your own couch and be comfortable instead of sitting on our school chairs in this uniform. <laughs> Staying home also felt like a long holiday. I mean, I'm sure most of you guys would have gotten up late, watched a little more TV than usual. And played a little bit more games than usual. Your home, as well as being comfortable, also provided a stress-free environment as you didn't really have teachers and students on your back all the time. Having your own space gave you a little more freedom, I guess. Yeah, I for one have definitely taken more trips to the fridge in my free time, you know, eating. And drinking, don't forget the drinking. I'm pretty sure your fridges would be empty to this point now, which kind of leads into the parents. As well as us going to the fridge getting food, I'm pretty sure a lot of you got restless at times. 
And I'm pretty sure parents will also agree to the point that a lot of us were a pain in the back at times. As well as that, a lot of people, as because they couldn't go outside, lacked the essential resources, aka toilet paper. I mean, did you hear about the fights and riots that went on inside grocery shop? The things people will do just for toilet paper. It's toilet paper. Like, come on. Even though there were struggles, people came up with ways to cope with this. And ways to cope with this quarantine include getting better sleep, adequate sleep, really important. Connecting with people online over call and text, even though you can't meet them physically. Finding activities to keep yourself busy. I mean, of course, you don't want to stay home sitting on your couch the whole day, right? Taking this time to learn and do something new that you don't usually have time to do, like maybe drawing, cooking, helping your parents out. This is the time to connect with your family. I mean, having more family time. Most importantly, keep yourself clean, <coughs> healthy, and hygienic. I mean, have you heard how this virus spreads? To keep yourself busy, another great activity would be to do workout and fitness routines. There are plenty you can find online. And pretty much that's it. But try to keep yourself busy and keep to your daily routine. Yeah. Um, now the mic's going to be handed over back to me, your original host and the best one of them all. Now, we are moving on to our fourth segment, being busting myths and cracking facts, or in your terms, facing them. Now, we have a lot to get through, but I'll keep it short, snappy, simple, and funny. All right, to begin, we have our true or false. So, can you protect yourself from COVID-19 by injecting swallowing, bathing in, or rubbing onto your body, bleach, disinfectants, or other alcohols. Now, clearly, this is a obvious true. I'm joking with you. It is false. These products are highly toxic and should never be swallowed or injected into the body. Call triple zero if this occurs to you. Disinfectants, bleach, and soap and water may be used to clean surfaces, an important prevention step in stopping the spread of COVID-19. But never, and I mean never, attempt to self-treat or prevent it by rubbing or bathing with bleach, disinfectants, or rubbing alcohol anywhere on your body. Effective hand sanitizers do have alcohol, but they are formulated to be safe for the use of your hands. Now, our next is ordering products shipped from overseas will make a person sick. This is, again, obviously false. Who would think this? No one knows. Researchers are studying the new coronavirus to learn more about how it affects infects people. As of this writing, the WHO organization says the likelihood of becoming infected with COVID-19 from a commercial package is very, very low since it has likely traveled over several days and has been exposed to different temperatures and conditions during transits. True or false? Okay, Pat, so I've heard that adding pepper to your soup or other meals prevents or cures COVID-19. Is this true? The answer to that question is false. This is not true whatsoever. Hot peppers in your food, though very, very tasty, cannot prevent or cure COVID-19. The best way to protect yourself against the new coronavirus is to keep at least one meter away from others and to wash your hands frequently and thoroughly. It is also beneficial for your general health to maintain a balanced diet. Stay well, hydrated, Exercise regularly and sleep well. Our next question is, true or false? Being able to hold your breath for 10 seconds or more without coughing or feeling discomfort means you are free from coronavirus disease or any other lung disease. 
This answer is most definitely false. The most common symptoms of COVID-19 are a dry cough, tiredness, and fever. Some people may develop more severe forms of this disease, such as pneumonia. The best way to confirm if you have the virus producing COVID-19 disease is with a laboratory test. You cannot confirm it with this breathing exercise, which can be even more dangerous. So if you feel any discomforts whatsoever, go to a doctor and get it checked. Now, our seventh question is true or false. Spraying chlorine or alcohol on the skin kills the viruses in the body. The answer to this question is most obviously false. Applying alcohol or chlorine to the body can cause harm, especially if it enters the eye or mouth. Although people can use these chemicals to disinfect surfaces, they should not use them on their skin unless, you know, they want a death wish. True or false? Everyone with COVID-19 dies. The answer to this is obviously false. The statement is statistically untrue. As we mentioned above, COVID-19 is only fatal for a small percentage of people. In a recent report, the Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention concluded that 80.9% of COVID-19 cases were mild. The WHO organization also reports that around 80% of people will experience a relatively mild form of the disease, which will not require specialist treatment in a hospital. Mild systems may include a fever, a cough, a sore throat, tiredness, or shortness of breath. Okay, wait, but what about cats and dogs? Do they spread coronavirus? The answer, again, is false. Cats and dogs. They are huggy, cuddly beings. But currently, there is little evidence to suggest that SARS-CoV-2 can affect cats and dogs. Scientists are debating the importance of this case to their outbreak, though. For instance, Professor Jonathan Ball, a professor of molecular virology at the University of Nottingham in the United Kingdom, says, we have to differentiate between real infection and just detecting the presence of the virus. I still think it's questionable how relevant it is to human outbreak. As most of the global outbreak has been driven by human-to-human transmission, he continues, we need to find out more, but we do not need to panic. I doubt it could spread to another dog or human because of the low levels of the virus. The real driver of the outbreak is so far, no doubt, humans. Well, being in Parramatta High School, we're around each other all the time because our school is so small. Do you have to be with someone for more than 10 minutes to catch the virus? The answer to this question is false to some extent. The longer someone is with a person who has it is more likely they are to catch the virus themselves but it is still possible to catch it under 10 minutes so in other words the longer you are with them the higher chances you will have to catch the virus now we move on to priya who is will be talking about the interview with our special guest miss johnston hi miss johnston it's lovely for you to be here today so that we can interview you for our podcast so how have you been finding coming back to school after this covid19 pandemic Well, coming back to school for me wasn't too bad since I was here during most of it anyway, just in my uh, leadership role. So I was here, though, it was a little bit lonely because there were only, you know, a handful of students. Um, Coming back has been quite challenging for myself and and the staff. And um, whilst we've learnt lots of new skills, it's good to have everyone back and um, it's almost getting back to normal. Hmm. Do you feel as if, well, the teaching medium 
has changed or this pandemic has created a new stepping stone towards the new way of teaching? Mm. I definitely think so. And it's actually um, quite exciting, I think, teaching as much as I value face-to-face teaching that we've learnt an incredible amount of new skills and new platforms to deliver um, learning. And for, for students who possibly can't be at school all the time, we um, certainly have worked out some amazing possibilities to keep that happening and keep students engaged. What are the challenges that you face? Well, challenges during online learning at the yep. beginning, I think, was about learning things really quickly. And mm, for, for yep. some people, um, that they were already used to using um, you know, platforms that they could communicate to students at, with. But for many of us, it was a lot of new skills and um, learning how to do video lessons and having multiple screens up and keeping on top of everything. So that was, I think that part was quite exhausting for a lot of teachers and, and trying to check in on everyone. It's so much easier if you are in the same room to know what all your students are doing. Yeah, I agree with that being a student as well. Do you feel as if your workload has been affected or increased because of online learning? Well, I'm fortunate. I, I have a much reduced workload in the classroom um, compared to other teachers. But I know talking to um, some of my colleagues who were on a full load who had multiple classes, they had an incredible workload to to put forward to ensure everyone was fine. And whilst they may have been working from home, they were also juggling a lot of other things. Um, So it's been very tricky to ensure that they were keeping up with their curriculum I think I think it was a very hard time for teachers and then going into the holidays and then then coming back to what we know um, as normal, but catching up and, and revising with the students as well. Mm, yeah, especially the revising. So I've been wondering, at your house, at home, as you have children, how has it been like st- um, working while your children learn in the same house? Um, at my children are a little bit older, um, oh. but they were still, everyone's working from home. So mm-hmm. it's challenging having multiple people having Zoom meetings, um, being quiet, but having to speak in, you know, <laughs> having enough sets of headphones, um, having dogs not barking at the <laughs> wrong time. So um, it wasn't too bad for me, but I know I did a lot of um, phoning to my colleagues and checking in on my colleagues and they were really juggling their own children and their own learning on a different timetable compared to their timetable um, because we stuck to what we knew was normal for school. We thought that would be good Mm, for the students and I know that they found that, you know, really, really hard. Yeah. So now that we've all come back to school, even with the pandemic still going on, how do you feel like the attendance or the productivity of students has gone? So at school, back mm, at school yeah, or at, prior back and during? Back at, school, yeah. back at school, I think most people, in, including the teachers, are really happy to be here. And we do have some members of our school community, our students who haven't returned yet. Um, they may have a compromised health um, situation. So they are still working from home and hopefully they'll be able to return when, you know, soon when they are feeling comfortable and safe. But the attendance has been really good and our school community has been amazing in if people aren't well that they're staying home and doing all the right things and um, as staff we're doing that as well but our attendance has been really good for um, this type of year time of year sorry Um, we are walking into flu normal flu Mm, season and the end of term we often have absences because of that 
but we need to be staying at home if we're unwell. And, and um, I agree. Yeah. So so far, so good for the safety of others, of course. Yeah. So because of this pandemic, what future changes do you feel that Parramatta High School would implement? Okay. Well, we've been we've had to really change a lot of things at school, and our I think our communication has been better than ever because we need to get the word out to our community what's happening and, and everything was changing from week by week when when this sort of started happening so I, I think forever now we'll be a little bit more careful with our mm-hmm. hygiene practices yeah. um, as social distancing as best as we can a- and we're really defined by the government as as far as rules and and things go but just being mindful of others I think and just being, you know, being careful about the spread of disease, etc. And then there's a whole other combination of things about learning. So I think we're we're sort of better for it, if I can say that, with our <laughs> with our learning. Um, teachers are lifelong learners, and we're always yeah. um, trying to keep up and change and keep people engaged. So that that sort of thing can happen. But I, I guess it's safety that we just need to be on top of. Hmm. Um, do you feel? Well, it's, this is a burning question from a lot of students. We've all been asking, when are assemblies going to be back? And are they going to be back? Um, well, at the moment, they're not going to be back for a little while. Um, it's a little bit it's similar to other areas in, in New South Wales and Australia where they're, they're um, loosening the rules they're changing things week by week. Even last week, we, we got some new um, directions for Term 2, but mm-hmm. they certainly didn't say that we could have assemblies. They do say that um, that, that you can have some sort of gatherings, but they, and they have to be for no longer than 15 minutes. Well, we can hardly get our school in the hall yeah. in 15 minutes. So we can have year groups uh, meet as long as it is outside. Um, sorry, it is... Uh, under a certain number and we're, we're careful with how many are in the hall. We could have an outdoor assembly and we may be initiating quad assemblies next term, but um, stay tuned for that. That's not an official announcement. Okay. Thank you for your time, Ms. Johnstone, and we hope you have a lovely week. My pleasure. Thank you for asking me. And that marks the end of our podcast. We want to thank Mrs. Smith for giving us microphones. We want to thank Ms. Johnston for making a special guest appearance. And we want to thank Mr. Tantra for helping us develop our podcast vision and giving us the opportunity of creating this event in the first place. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we hope you enjoyed our first ever podcast. If you hope to see more of these podcasts, leave a like and subscribe on the app you are currently listening to us on. Stay tuned for our termly updates from Hallway Chatter. And we wish you all the best. If we don't see you in school, we'd like to say... Good morning, good evening, and good night.